How we doing? This is Rob Foster with RBF Fitness and Nutrition. People upgrade their iPhones, they upgrade their Androids, they upgrade their laptops, but yeah. they're operating with the same brain that they operated with for the last decade. You should know the value that you bring to the marketplace. You know what your passion is. You know why you do what you do. So racism, it's out there, but it doesn't have to stop you. Just because somebody might look at you a certain way, that doesn't have to stop your forward progress. Where you have to eliminate the excuses. You gotta make that game plan say, for me to get to that point. Right, happy Friday, ladies and gentlemen. We are here with episode number 79 of Shut Up and Grind with your host, Robert B. Foster. So we got some exciting news. So on June 7th, so Monday, I'm going to be starting a panel debate show. So when I first had this idea, I wasn't quite sure how I was going to pull it off because we're going to have five panelists plus myself, and we're going to debate various topics. And it's not going to be one of those ones where people are yelling and screaming and talking over over each other. It's going to be a well-organized, well-thought-out well thought out process, and we're going to let people share their views on the certain topics. And nothing is off-limits. You know, I'm not saying only this person can talk about this or this group of people can talk about this topic. We're talking about everything because we're one race. We're all humans and we're all going to discuss our opinions on these various topics. So I was nervous at first about filling up the schedule, but I'm booking into September already. So I, I have starting June 7th. So I have all of June, all of July, all of August already filled with five panelists for each of these shows. So it's going to be awesome. So you'll definitely want to check that one out. And as always, if you have something that, that you have inside of you that you want to turn into a story or a blog or a podcast, join my group. It's free. Speak about yourself out loud. It's right here on Facebook. I mean, I know I'm live on multiple platforms now, but it's on Facebook. And the direct link is speakaboutyourself.com. And I can help you craft that story so you can get your message out there. All right. So today... We're going to have a nice conversation with my guest. She's got a very, very background from education to law, to entrepreneurship, to coaching. And we're going to go through that story. And we're going to, I, I think we're going to wow you quite well today. So make sure you stay all the way to the end. Or if you have to leave, make sure you come back and you catch the replay either here on Facebook, on YouTube, or at shutupandgrind.me to get the audio. So, oh, also in that too, we are now also on Amazon Music, we are on Audible, and we are on iHeartRadio. We are moving on up, and the 18th country has been added to the list now, so we're being heard in 18 different countries. And who would have thought that this was just a stupid idea that I came up with at first, and now it's it's getting there. So, anyways, let's get into the story, so welcome my guest to the show, Shelly Simpson. Hey. Thank you. Good morning. What a great day to be here with you. And I can't believe anybody ever thought your ideas were stupid. That's just, <laughs> that is just crazy. Um, but I've heard that too myself. So that's okay. Yeah, it, it's always crazy until you do it. Exactly. <laughs> that's pretty much how it boils down. You know, like you get that that little bit of imposter syndrome because, you know, you know, you got like Joe Rogan's. Uh, podcast is out there and all these athletes like Shannon Sharp and, and it's like who's gonna listen to me like why why are people gonna listen to me but then you you start getting out there and as I always say you step into your greatness and then people follow you so like the right people are gonna follow you so that's what's happening now yeah people are looking for the people to follow that's that's what it is and and you know the 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 it's not about the number of followers it's that um, engagement with your followers. Yes. Yeah, exactly. And, and what are you giving them? You know, it's like, we're not here just talking to hear ourselves talk. Exactly. You know, it's, like, it's like, I take, it's like I started focusing on people's journeys because most people who, who listen to podcasts are trying to overcome something or they're trying to run towards something. 
And then sometimes people hit a roadblock. And so by people coming on and sharing their stories, it's like you're letting other people know, all right, you know what? They got through this. I can get through this. You know, so like, so that's, that's the premise of this. I think that's why it's continuing, it's continuing to grow. So enough about that. Let's talk about you. Okay. All right. So who is Shelly? If you had to describe yourself in 60 seconds or less, how would you do it? I am that person who is always open to opportunity, always looking to present opportunity. You can tell I've done everything from A to Z, from attorney to zealot, to bartender, to waitress, to baker, to everything, because life is so exciting. And I already know that whatever you plan doesn't necessarily happen the way you expect it to happen. So I'm that person who says, oh, okay, we'll go that way. Yes, it's all about pivoting. Yes. All right. So were, were you like like this even as a child or, or was it did you develop this as you got older and matured? That it, it developed. I was that child who didn't do anything, who was um, there were not opportunities. And I've thought about this a lot, thinking about myself growing up and being a loner, not really ever fitting in. Um, I think most kids feel like they don't fit in. That's mm. kind of a thing. Um yeah but I didn't have a supportive family in the sense it was as dysfunctional as many. Um, But it was, I didn't talk a lot. I was a stutterer as a child. So I didn't open my mouth in school, which made it even worse and started to develop um, as I got through high school. And even then I, I went for the comfort zone. I followed what everybody said I should do. I got should on so much. It was unbelievable. And then, I don't know what it is. I, I think some of us have like a, a resilient drink gene or something <laughs> that we tap into, or maybe we just get sick and tired of um, being shut on. And I was fortunate that I started to come out of myself and say, you know what? I don't have to be what everyone says and this isn't working for me and stepped out into the world and took a few chances and I, and I didn't die. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't die. <laughs> I, I had a public speaking requirement as a senior in high school, and I really, literally, had never raised my hand in all of high school. I barely fell out of high school, mm. and um, and it was required, so I did it, and um, and I didn't die. And then I shut up again for an, until I was in college, and I uh, had another required course, and didn't die and put off law school because I didn't want to do the oral argument, which is the scariest. I mean, things on my body shook. I didn't know I had. Yeah. And I fell in love with it and I have not stopped because you come into yourself if you try those hard things. Yes. No, it's, it's funny. Cause I, I dropped out of, I dropped out of college three, three times. Most everyone knows that. But one of the biggest reasons was, it's so stupid. Well, I mean, the biggest reason was because I had Olympic dreams and then I hurt myself. And so I got got into a depression. But one of the biggest reasons was I did not want to take psychology at all, at all. And now everything I do now has to deal with mindset and thought process and (laughs) subconscious mind and conscious thoughts. It's like just the irony that everything I'm doing now is centered around, around that. So it's just funny how it all comes full circle. But I, too, was a stutterer. So, you know, I, like, I don't think people people understand how brutal other people are. You know, a brutal. It's like you're just trying to to just speak normally. And people are like, you know, they're you know, laughing and thinking it's funny. It's like, it, you know, you, you deal with some serious bullying as a stutterer. What was worse was that the speech therapist would come into the class and pull you out. I don't know how they did it, mm. where you went, but we had that person and she'd come in and, and pull you out of class. So now everybody's watching, you know, because mm. mine wasn't that severe, but it was enough that I knew it was happening and I didn't want to speak. And I also would mispronounce words and mm. the teacher, people mock you. Yeah. And, yep. that, and that, you know, when you're a kid, and you're already feeling out of it because none of us, you know, everything is wrong. <laughs> everything <laughs> else is just wrong. And and now you have something that's specific that they're telling you is wrong. 
yeah. and making a spectacle out of you. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, like so that's that's tough to deal with. So how were you able to get past that? Because I know I had to go to speech therapy too. They like put these big headphones, kind of like this, just bigger, right. and and like de- it delayed me hearing myself because they said that just my brain and my mouth were just not in sync. So did they do the same for you? I did. I outgrew it. I, it was just um, I was fortunate, and I just stayed. I think quiet long enough to process. And I, it still happens from yeah. time to time if I yeah, get uh, really tired or really, really angry. <laughs> it's very hard. <laughs> and I think it's a, it's a really good mechanism for not um, popping off something that's kind of nasty. Yes. Because I get angry and frustrated and I have to stop and mm. before I speak because yes. otherwise it's going to make it worse. So, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's still there, but I it it kind of dissipated over time, but it's funny that you went into the psychology piece. I wanted to be a psychiatrist. Mm. I was, um, I'm trying to, I probably in middle school, I found a, a textbook. My uncle, um, I had an uncle who was a doctor and I found his textbook and read through it. And I went to my mother and I said, I want to be a psychiatrist. And she said, Oh no, you don't want to do that because after 12 years of college, no man will marry you. okay then i'll just get married (laughs) okay (laughs) number one squashed wow Um, that's that was really my fascination with neuroscience and how the mind works started very early Um, Mm. i didn't learn it until very late but boy that that's like Straight up clipping your wings. That's right. <laughs> I clipped them right off. Yeah. Oh my lord. So you had mentioned about resilience, like, and that's that's everything when it comes to overcoming obstacles and dealing with opinionated people or an unsupportive family. Like tapping into that resilience is huge, and the ones that have it can flourish in any environment. So, so again, is that something that you feel like you've always had, or did it just get stronger in you because? Because you said your your family really wasn't that supportive. I don't know. I think that's a question that um, that lingers out. I, I'm not sure that even from a, a human physiology or human psychology standpoint, we know why people are a certain way. Yeah. I feel grateful that that was there. Um, I There's no one else in my family who was like that. So it was something I recognized as I got older. Um, It just happened. You know, you kind of get used to whatever your condition is. And then I started looking and went, wow, like I overcame that and I overcame that. And I didn't really think about that, but look where I am today. And some of my decisions were half baked. (laughs) Some (laughs) Some of them, you know, if I, but if I went back to do it over, and I did it the other way, I wouldn't have gotten to the point where I am. So I, I think it's just an innate characteristic that some of us tap into, and maybe it's just stubbornness. Maybe it was being tired of having my wings clipped over and over again. And um, I had a friend when I was getting divorced, and she said, she asked me this crazy question, and she said, well, what do you expect to be happy? And I said, yes. And I don't, again, I don't know why I thought that was something I should want, but some people are very happy to settle and some people are not. I was not. Exactly. See, and that's, that's where I think resilience comes from because some people just take life as it comes to them. Other people take what comes at them and make their life. Right. You know, so kind of like how, how this podcast started. Like I started this because the gym got shut down last year, you know, and well, I already had the idea. Like I had all the stuff already to do it and I just wasn't doing it. <laughs> so once the gym got shut down, I just quickly moved to this and now it's it's going well, like much better than I thought it was going to a year ago, you know, when I started it. But that's what it's all about. It's about having some type of focus, some type of goal. And then you try different things. And if something doesn't work out, it's not a failure. It's right. all right. 
all right, so what can I take from this and then put it towards some something else? Right. All right. So, so all right, this isn't the lane. So what did I learn from this where I can take from these two and go this way? Right. Yeah. So I think that's where that's where it's born. But it's it, there's something inside of, of you. The funniest thing I heard the first time I saw you, you said, I might be wearing a hat, but I'm really smart. <laughs> I thought, I thought that's really that's cool. Like to be able to say, "Follow me. I know where I'm going." Yes. And that that's something that not everybody has either. And when I think back to my life and all those hours spent alone playing by myself, and and it wasn't like lonely, like sad lonely. I was happy that way. Um, yes. Riding my bike for hours, like to see how far I could go. Um, that was something I did and to realize that that's a strength that I'm really, um, I'm really good at that. I'm really smart. Uh, it's okay to say you're smart. It's okay to say I'm successful and, yes. and resilient where other people are like, no, no, no. I'm it, you know, I'm just like everybody else. No different. No, we're different. Yeah. See, and you know, one of the questions that I have just in this whole game of life is as kids, we pump up the kids all day long. We're like, you're amazing. You're incredible. You can do great things. Shoot for the stars. But then as adults, it's like we just sit there and just pluck each other's wings off. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I don't understand. Like, if I if I step out on the basketball court, I'm, I'm trying to beat you. Yes, I think I'm better than you at this game. There's nothing wrong with that. You know, if someone else brings their A game and they beat me, all right, cool. But I'm going into it thinking I'm better than you. <laughs> I, think, I think there's this idea that at some point we get fully formed. Like it's important to pump up kids so that they can grow up to be whatever it is they're going to be. And then they're yeah. done. Yeah. And then we get here. Some of us get here and we go, well, we're not done yet. Like we have more to, we have more to do. And the game isn't over. Yes. So we we want to keep, you know, no one's going to pump us up. We have to do it for ourselves and yes. surround ourselves with the people who say, yes, you can. And when they say you're stupid and that's the dumbest thing I ever heard, you just go, yeah, watch. Exactly. Exactly. And, and, and honestly, every single one that I've had on this show has had someone in their life that was trying to talk them out of chasing whatever it is that they want to do. And my, myself included, you know, my, my sister was, was, was like, you know, you're chasing this dream. You got to focus on your kids. You know, you need a job with benefits. And, right. and, I, was like, right. and I was like, you know, but no. <laughs> I just said, Every I just, time there's somebody. <laughs> and I, I don't think sometimes they're coming from a good place. Yeah. They don't want us to get hurt. Um, they don't want us to make a mistake. Sometimes it's not from a good place. They don't want other people to succeed because the success pie is only that big. Um, and then sometimes it's just because they don't see themselves doing it and they don't see you as that. Like yes. with the kids, like they see you as the parent and our job is to have them see us as more than a parent. That our job is to let them see our entrepreneurship our resilience so that they, they inherit that they, they grow that. Yes, absolutely. I agree. I agree a hundred percent and not even so much the entrepreneurship is, but the work ethic, Yes, you know, cause like, so I have five, five kids, like my oldest son, he doesn't have the entrepreneur, bug, you know, he, yeah, <laughs> yeah. But he doesn't have the entrepreneur bug. I mean, he's 22 and it's like, I, I I try I try to introduce ideas to them, you know, see if it takes because you know you can't you can't force it on them just like anything else. Right. But like, but my two daughters, they both do, you know, they both do. Like, they are both going to be some type of entrepreneur. You can just tell just the way they think, the way they talk. You know, uh, my oldest daughter, she has an Amazon store out there already. She's eighteen, going to be nineteen in July. You know, so like my younger daughter, she's fourteen, and she's already talking about about doing doing stuff you know and who she want, wants to work with and you know like they they definitely have it but what they're getting is the work ethic 
Mm-hmm. You know, so, so you can take that work ethic and run with it. And so whether it's toward entrepreneurial or if you want to climb the corporate ladder, whatever it is, but the work ethic has to be there. Oh, That's 100%. like the biggest thing that we can pass down to them. Yeah. I think a lot of people think that being your own boss means that it's it's somehow easier. Like you have time freedom. Yeah. <laughs> no, we have time flexibility. We can squeeze everything into two hours or 10 hours. It doesn't matter. Yeah. But I, I think there are people, you know, who really do fit into the corporate mold. There are people who are nine to fivers. There are people who they're all kinds. We need everybody yeah. to function. And it's just figuring out which one it is for you. Yes. It changes. It can change some, you know, when my kids were little, I needed to have a job that allowed me to be home when they were home and that helped make decisions um, I didn't know about entrepreneurship then. Yes. I only knew jobs and professions. And so you craft your hours around what you need if you can. Um, but it's figuring out what works and being able to say, this is what works for me. And if you don't like it, you know, just watch. Don't do it. Yeah. Yeah. I've been told I won't succeed many, many times. And all that mm-hmm. does is make me work harder. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. They all- this is a sports re- reference, but I remember as a freshman in high school going into track practice, you know what? I went and I told my, my coach, I'm like, I want to high jump. Like my sister was, was a high jumper and I was just fascinated by it. It's like, I want to high jump. And he kind of looks at me because as a freshman, I, was, I wasn't the way I am now. Like I was short and I was scrawny. Mm-hmm. Like I, I had my growth spurt late and he just looked me up and down and he's like, you don't have what it takes to be a high jumper. He's like, you know, you should try hurdling. Like, you know, you have the build of a hurdler. I was like, no, I, I want a high jump, you know, and I stuck to those guns and I asked to see the record book. And again, he's like, you want the record book? I'm like, yes, I want the record book. He gives it to me. I look at the high jump record. I'm like, that's going down. And again, he's like, uh, okay, like just complete doubt, no encouragement whatsoever. And I held that record for 22 years. How do you do that way? I mean, do you have a better answer than mine? Like, do you know how what that gene was? Do you know how you got to be that kid who who challenged and and set a goal? I was not that kid. For me, my answer is because I'm the youngest of seven kids. Okay. (laughs) So so that's my answer. Like, I had I had to fight just to be called my name. Like, I was always somebody's little brother. Always, because because we were all athletes. So in our in our school, like you know, we you know we went to school in a small town, so everyone knew us, knew our family. It was a predominant white white area, and you know we're like one of the handful of black families that were that that were there. So we we were very well known, Mm -hmm. but it was just always somebody's little brother, and it drove me inside. I I still don't like it to this day. (laughs) I just don't like, but like I just had to work really hard to just become Robert Foster. You know, so like the first time I saw my name in the newspaper, it was like brought tears to my eyes. It's like I, I finally have my own identity. So that's where I got it from. Yeah. And I and I grew into it. I didn't do didn't do sports and was the the poor kid in the neighborhood. So it it was a, an odd kind of everyone knew who I was, but I was under the radar. Yeah. And um and so I was not the kid who challenged and I was not the kid who had the goals other than just to get through it. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden something, I think when life forces you, because then I had kids, I couldn't be under the radar. I had to be their advocate. I had to go for parent teacher conferences. I had to take care of them. And to do that, I had to learn how to be myself. And that was the growth for me, which happened much later and once you once you open that door it's just it's over like you can't you can't go back (laughs) you know and and i think about it and here we are you know in in similar places doing what we love and making a difference coming from two different places so it's anybody can do it and um and i think i remember being told when i was going to law school i told i was very proud. It wasn't easy for me to do it. I was older. My kids were adolescents. 
um, wasn't exactly flush when it came to money. Mm-hmm. And I decided that was my option. That was really all I could think of. I, it was either that or be an electrician. And that was not really a, something I was skilled in. So, <laughs> Those seem like two very far extremes. Well, I, I was invited to apply. They, my uncle said, why don't you be an electrician? I needed a job. There were no teaching jobs where I was. And that was my, my degree. And, uh, and he said, become an electrician. They're hiring girls. I'm like, okay, I'll apply. And I figured I could learn. And because if he could do it, I could certainly do it. And then everyone else said, well, go to law school because you're really primed for that. And I thought, okay, I'll apply to that. And I got into law school first, but it wasn't without having to explain why I had the lowest LSAT score in the history of humankind. (laughs) Uh, It was, was, you know, it was one of those beg your way in and say, I can do this. And I got in and my father's reaction was, oh, when am I going to read about you in the paper like all those other crooks? Wow. So you get that. And then my uncle, the electrician, said to me, you'll never make it. Yeah. And the people who said, yes, you can, were the ones I thought, well, I respected them more. And if they think I can do it, I can do it. And I did, and it wasn't without a lot of work. But again, it wasn't, it was my my option. That was the opportunity that presented itself, either that or I was gonna, you know, I don't know what I would have done. I would have done any job probably, um, yeah. but it made sense to do that. And uh, so the naysayers lost, <laughs> I won. <laughs> Love it. Yeah. That's great, yeah. like. I always say, you know, you gotta you gotta surround yourself with the people who are doing what you want to do. Mm-hmm. That's that's what it boils down to. Like one of my one of my clients, she's in her early fifties, and she's trying to trying to lose weight. You know, same thing. She went went through a bad a bad breakup, and you know, let herself go go a little. And then one of her friends told her, "You're over fifty now. You're, you're never going to be skinny. Just accept it." Oh. And so I told her, I was like, so is your friend healthy? And she's like, oh, God, no. I said, that's exactly my, my, my point. It's like, you know, don't, don't, take, don't take any type of advice or anything or criticism from someone that's not doing what you want to do. Yeah. I was like, you're here in our facility with people who are grinding all different ages and everything else. I'm like, you can do whatever it is you want to do. We've got to take it day by day. You know, it's like, don't listen to people who aren't doing it. Well, and it, it's so easy sometimes if you're looking for the excuse. And again, it goes back to that that makeup, like who we are as a human being, yes. um, as an individual. Do we is our comfort zone misery? You know, is that where we're happy, or is our is there something more? And when someone gives us the excuse, because all excuses are equal, and says, "Oh, you know, you're 50; it doesn't matter anymore," and then, "Oh, that sounds good." That probably explains why if you go into certain places, you see people together who all look the same. If one is fit, they're around all fit people. If, if everybody's out of shape, they're around all out of shape people because it's their comfort zone. Yep, exactly. I mean, that goes with finances as well. Oh, yeah. Like if you're, if you're in a bad financial situation, you know, start hanging around people who are very good with finances and adopt their habits and find their, their, you know, tax, tax secrets and whatever else, <laughs> you know, it's like right. there's, there's things that you, you can do, but you have to put yourself in that environment. If you're with other people who are struggling, there's, there's no growth there. There's no, no growth there, but. And you feed each other. Like it's, it, this is my lot in life. You know, it, it, the rich people are evil and we can't be that. So we'll just hate on them yes. as opposed to, ooh, what are they doing? Because yes. I want that, you know, and, and asking why, I think for me, it's when, when someone wants something because we do more for what we want than what we need. Yes. Um, why do you want it? Because that the, the wanting is like motivation, which is like a hot bath. It gets warm real fast and then it's just mm-hmm. cold and you got to get out. Yeah. But what inspires you to have whatever that is? And if it's lifestyle, if it's comfort, if it's, you know, I grew up with, with nothing. I grew up, you know, my, my father's mindset was poor. He wasn't just broke. He was poor. 
Yeah. And that was his lot in life. No one in his family ever made it. And, you know, people who were rich were all thieves. And that's what I grew up around. And, yes. and if you stay there, your expectations are that you can't get anywhere. And then why work hard? Because you're not getting anywhere. But I wanted more than that. I didn't want the fighting all the time over the money. I didn't want to call the oil company and beg for another month before we pay. I didn't want the repo guys. And so that became my my motivation for, excuse the sirens. I, it's all right. <laughs> <laughs> well, I wanted it to be quiet. Uh, I fed the cat early so she wouldn't be whining. Um, but but the, that I was inspired by the people who came out of that and did more. And those were the people I followed. Those are the people I still to this day listen to the overcomers because that's where I sit as opposed to people who are born to it. Um, I'm not going to be born to anything. I'm already here. <laughs> and it's never too late. It's never too late to be inspired to be more. Um, and so you're right. Who you surround yourself with is important. See, and you hit the nail on the head saying that you decided you didn't want to have to call the oil company. You don't want to have to worry about about the repo man. It's like your circumstances. You decided I'm done with this. Like mm -hmm. when people tell me, oh, well, well, you're you're just naturally fit, like naturally fit. Ser seriously, <laughs> it's like I could slap you. <laughs> naturally fit. I'm disciplined. I was overweight once. I lost 45 pounds, you know, and notice I said once because yeah. I, I felt it. I'll never, that image in my mirror is forever embedded in my brain. I'll never forget it. I have old pictures and I decided I will never ever do that to myself again. Never. It's like, and, I, and I've had seven surgeries. And I would, on my crutches, limping around Planet Fitness, doing arm curls, limping around, doing the shoulder machine, limping around. This like, like, I just made a decision that will not happen ever again. So whenever people ask me, you know, what motivates you to, to live this, this healthy lifestyle? I say, because being unhealthy sucks. It does. <laughs> That's not, why. It's not just your body. You know, that was me um, 17, 17 years ago. I had been fit. I fell out of good health. I, I you know, we had a, a family situation. I, my doctor was very clear. She said, it's PTSD. You know, you, you've been through four months of, of, you know, really intense stress. And now that's done. Look at you. Like, <laughs> look what happened to you. And I was overweight. I was depressed. I had a pity party going. I would invite any, Hey, you want to come to my pity party? You know, I, I come. And then it, I woke up and said, wait a minute, this, and I was in my fifties. The doctor said, look, you, you would make the decision now. It's either, you know, you either move forward or you're not. And I decided I needed to get control of my health. I needed to get control of my mindset again. And um, it was the decision. And then the solution comes. It, the, the, you don't get a solution unless you're open to it. And, and it's not easy, but being, slobby and sick and miserable is not easy i mean they're both hard yeah you pick it's that true. better hard <laughs> exactly like people say that all the time choose, choose your hard like you know being di being disciplined is hard being undisciplined is hard so yeah. you have to choose if you're disciplined you're going to get these benefits if you're undisciplined you're going to get these consequences so right. it's like which one do you want but you said you said the key word there was decision because mm -hmm. too, too many times people go into things without having fully made the decision to commit to it. So, like, people will come to me because, you know, they know that their clothes are tight. They know that they get winded walking up a flight of stairs. And they know they need to do something. Then they join. And then I don't see them for two weeks. You know, and then I'll text them. I'm like, hey, remember you said you wanted to lose 20 pounds? You want to run around with your kids? Like, remember you told me all that? Oh, well, you know, I couldn't get up with my alarm enough. Oh, I'm like... Call, call me back when you're ready. Like that just means you're not ready. It was just an idea. But once you fully decide on something, then the commitment is right behind it. That's right. You That's know, right. Yeah, I like absolutely. people say, I'll try. And I'm like, don't tell me you'll try. Tell me you'll do it. January yeah. in the gym. January in the gym, gym is a nightmare for everybody, right? It's yeah. crowded. 
people are in there, they don't know what they're doing because they made that New Year's resolution. Mm -hmm. And then I go, wait a minute, in February, they'll be gone. Yeah, they'll stay, but most of them will be gone because it's it's hard to discipline yourself. It's hard to get up and you know say, well, I'm gonna do this before I go to work. Um, and if you're gonna just go through the motions, you don't get results. And if you don't get results, you say, oh, I didn't get results, so I'm not going to do that anymore. Yeah, and then they'll yeah, then they blame the program. Yeah, it's your fault. Yeah, exactly. But, and it, it's it it is it comes down to everything, and you know, we talk about how you do anything's how you do everything. Yeah. When I see someone who is, and I, it's not the body shaming, but someone who's undisciplined in one area, I assume they're undisciplined everywhere, and it's not just being heavy. That's mm -hmm. that it's how how they're acting um, yeah. because you can be heavy and and, and healthy. Yeah, you know, it's, there's different degrees, but people who just don't take care of themselves, um, people who have a negative attitude, people who um, judge other people. I know they're the same in business. They're the same with their family. They're the same everywhere they go because yeah. we can't turn it on and off. Yes. Yeah, it's true. It's true. And like, that's one thing that I definitely took from athletics is especially in a sport like track and field, because it might seem like it's an individual sport, but it's still a team. You know, so, mm -hmm. but, it, but it takes everyone firing on all cylinders right. to, to get those points. So it's like you have to work on yourself so you can be the best in your event. But then you also have to support everyone else and make sure you're, you're pushing them to, to be to be good in their their events. And switching into business is the same thing. Like as a manager, you got to make sure that you're leading by example, but you can also lead in an effective manner. Because some people think just by being loud means I'm putting my foot down. It's like, no, it's like you don't have to be loud. What you need to be is consistent. Like if you're just consistent in what you're asking your team to do, the team will respond. And as long as your vision is clear in their mind, you know, so you have the clear vision with consistency. You'll have you'll have a winning team, and then then even going into doing doing this, you know, that same mentality. I started with one episode, then two episodes. Now I'm doing four. Now I'm do, doing a debate panel. So it's like constantly evolving, constantly learning, constantly getting better. And for all of you who come on the show, said this notebook is full of notes from every other guest. So it's like I'm learning from all of you as well. I love it. And, but you have that, that vision. That's what people, when you talk about vision, I think a lot of people think it's, it's like just a, just a goal. Like your yeah. vision is what do you want to be when you grow up as opposed to a vision of this is what I want my life to look like. I can see it and smell it and taste yes. it, feel it and, and I know what it is. And, and it's, I know when I get there, I won't be there yet because it's going to, it's going to be more. And yes. that's the vision is so important. So when people would say, you know what, the same people went, who told me I was stupid for going to law school said I was stupid for leaving practice. Like you can't, they didn't understand what was going on in my head, in my mind for um, what I wanted my life to look like, what was important to me, my core values. And if you stay true to that, whatever you're doing and wherever you go, you'll be fine. Say and, it, go ahead. And it, for you, it's the same thing. I can see that when, you know, so you go from this and then the panel, and I know there's something after that. You might not know what it is, <laughs> but we all know that there will be something after that, and it will be the same you doing yeah. it all. Yeah, it's true. It's so true. Like, I've always had dreams of being on TV. So like, that's it. Like if, if I can grow this big enough to mm -hmm. where, to where a network could be like, you know what, he needs to be on, on prime time or something, then yeah. I'll take it, you know, but as of now, let me just zero in on this, but you're absolutely right about the vision. Cause everybody always talks about what's your why, find your why, find your why. Most people know why, right? Like yeah. if you're, if you're unhealthy and you have kids, you have a built-in why. Uh -huh. So it's like, I want to be strong and he and happy for the kids, but the vision isn't there. And, and like you said, you got to, I always say you have to see it. You have to feel it. 
then you'll be able to go get it. That's right. So, so, so you actually have to envision yourself at at as the end result. Like when I started this, I started this as like I knew what I was doing. I didn't know what I was doing. I just I just know that I'm a good speaker. I said, so let me get let me pick a topic and let me just talk about it. I said, let me start that. I, I didn't know how to re- reach out to guests. I didn't know the be- the best way to connect with people. I didn't know what the format was going to be. But I was like, you know, if I just start, then I'll be able to to learn what I need to know. And then we can just make it better. And then I can go back to that first episode and be like, wow, that was trash. <laughs> and I was like, once you know what you're doing. But it, but there's pieces of it There's yeah. that you have to learn as you go. And even when you invited me to do this, when you said, who wants to do this? Yeah. My first reaction was, I don't want to do that. (laughs) I don't need to do that. And that's always a signal to me. Do that. Yeah. Whatever it is. Now, it's because there's a reason why things come to us. And it's something I have to do to to fulfill that vision of who I want to be and, and where I want to be. And you never know where it's going along the path. You yes. might know what your what result you want, but the, you can't pick the path. It's just yeah. going to happen if you do things. And and the why. You're, it's interesting. People do talk about the why, and it's important. But to me, it's the why behind the why behind the why. Yeah, you have to go back and what you know. I want I want to be healthy because I have kids why like mm-hmm. what 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 does that mean you know what well i want my kids to respect me or i want to be here for them when they're getting older why and you keep asking that question and then you get to the reason which is part and parcel of everything but that all of that becomes the vision of yes person. exactly exactly so when i first started this um fitness I didn't. I didn't really know all that because again, I, I I came off of corporate restaurant management, so that's that's what I knew. And so, although I learned a lot, so I got I got a lot of my business skills from that because, as I told you, I dropped out of college. So I took what I knew and then learned what I didn't. Mm-hmm. You know, so I, I think so many so many vision killers is that people just look at all the stuff that they don't know and be like, I can't do this. And so Some people I was, don't even know what they don't know. Yeah, that, that's when true. You talk about college. You know, I, I've had seven years of education in classrooms, and I've taught. You get a lot out of it. There's so much of higher education that's valuable. Yeah. What I've learned in life, and certainly what I've learned in the, in the last few years, as my life has expanded and I've tried new things. Yeah. Is where you really have the impact on, on other people and on yourself because the classroom stuff, the textbook that's been written, you can go read that. You can go find it. We can read a million books. Your notebook is the yeah. best textbook that you can have because it's what stood out to you. It's the note you jot down yes. that, that brain spark and the stuff, you know, you and I could probably sit and we could figure out where we first heard whatever it was we just said. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it does come from all the same places. And it and it's the fundamentals of living a, a good life. Yeah. And and then you just share it. And that's that's what we do. But it, it is all about connecting to who you are, your moral compass, your work ethic, um, putting it all together, taking chances and not listening to any negative voice, even your own. Okay. I was going to add that if you didn't. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. I was like, and the negative self-talk. I just started working with with a young man yesterday. He's out of Florida. He's got a, he's got a really good idea. He's a, he's a journalism major. I don't want to give out, give out his idea on air, but, um, but he's got a good idea. He's just not sure about how to put it put it into practice. Mm-hmm. So I actually did some work with his mom. I helped her start start a podcast, and so we got her podcast up and running. I think she's on episode eight or nine now. But but anyway, so she she referred her son to me, and he's got some 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 confidence issues, you know, some self esteem issues. So as I'm going through through what he wants to do with, with his idea, he's just pointing out all the possible challenges. 
like which is which is fine because you know there's challenges and everything, but you don't start there. Right. <laughs> you know, it's like it's yeah. like that that's where a lot of people go wrong. You're like you don't start with all the negative what ifs. Let's start with the positive what ifs. You know, so it's like, you know, what do you want your topics to be? Who do you want your your target audience to be? You know, what shows I mean, what businesses do you want to partner with so you can write about? And then how will this change your life? How are you gonna earn income? Like we just started going through everything. And he's like, Yeah, what uh, stop with the what if. All right. So next and go right down, right down. Now you have an arsenal of things and you have an arsenal of reasons to get out there and fight through those obstacles. Mm-hmm. You know, so, to, you know, going back to the whole vision part. So like with this, like I knew I wanted to talk to people and I wanted to, to get people's backstories because that's the same way I do my gym. Like when, when I'm because I teach endurance training. So like it's it, it's intense. And they're, they're like long rounds. And so while people are pushing the sled for 60 yards and they're huffing and they're puffing. And I turn that moment into a life lesson, mm-hmm. you know? And so like while they're pushing it, I'm like, you are a mom. You are a mom of three kids. Like you work hard every day. You're trying to tell me you can't push this thing to the end of the turf. You know, it's like just constantly reinforcing that what you're going through, you're strong enough to get through it. Right. You know, and that's where having a vision comes into play. Yeah, because we've overcome every challenge we've had so far. Yes. <laughs> exactly. There's a book called Loving What Is, and I cannot remember the name of the author, but the takeaway from that book was every time you tell yourself something, the first question is, is it true? So when you say, I'm really smart, is it true? Yeah, it's true. If you say, you know, I can't do that, um, I'm not smart enough. I'm not tall enough. I'm not big enough. I, I, I'm, I'm too small. I'll do, I'll do that other thing. I won't do the high jump. Is that true? And and it only has to be true to you. Yeah. And the subconscious mind is stupid. Like it is just dumb. <laughs> so if you tell it something, it believes you. Yeah. So one of the things I've done is when I go to bed at night, if I'm working on something, if I've got a challenge or some nagging question. I'll go to bed on that question and know I'm going to wake up in the morning with an answer. Let my subconscious mind work on it because I don't have time. <laughs> but if I've got some negative thing going on, I turn that story. I go to bed on the positive story. So I yes. wake up in the morning with the positive story. If I go to bed going, this was a crappy day. This was just like it was. I, was busy. I didn't get anything. Everything went wrong. I will get up the next morning so foul because it'll just get reinforced over and over in my head. Yes. And, you know, I, I don't want that. And again, it goes back to that conscious decision of how to live your life. Living a good life means putting good stuff in. Yeah. You know, good stories, good thoughts, good food, good exercise. I've watched some of your trainings, my God. <laughs> Thank that you. Is, um, it is a righteous way to work out i'll tell you <laughs> now go, going back to what you asked me earlier about resilience you know what my my father right my father god rest his soul he he just never admitted defeat for anything like he was an engineer the man could build everything you know plumbing electrical carpentry like he mm-hmm. could do it all welding and he was a mechanic. He was just constantly, all right, this is how we're going to do this. All right. Plan B. All right. Plan C. It's all right. Plan D. Like it was just never, ever give up. It's like, mm-hmm. all right. So those, those first four didn't work. We're going to nail it on the fifth one. And, and it, he was like that with, with everything to the point. I know I've shared this on the show, show before, but my parents had gotten a new refrigerator and a new dining room table. And so once they got it all in, the door to the outside couldn't fully open. It was hitting the dining room table. And so my mom was just like, let's just get a smaller refrigerator and then we'll slide the table up. And dad's like, no, I want that refrigerator and I want that table. So, So I'll never forget. I'm driving down to their house. I pull up and I see dad's out there. He's got the side of the house just ripped, ripped down. And I'm like, what are you doing? He, so the door's here, the, oh, sorry, the door's here, the window's here. He reversed them. <laughs> he reframed that whole part of the house. 
<laughs> to make it fit because he wanted that fridge and that dining room table. And now I know where you got your resilience. <laughs> and it, it's so, it's a great story because sometimes you really, to make the life you want fit, you got to rebuild the whole house. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you just got to tear down that wall, rearrange it and fit that life into it because we can have the life we want as long as that's the decision we've made and we're willing to do the work back to your work ethic. Yeah. We're willing, Cause that, that probably was not how he planned his day to take the house down and put it yeah. back. <laughs> and so something else has to get done the next day. But it, that's a brilliant analogy to everything that we do. And he had no, that's what I want. And I can make it work. Yes. If everybody could do that. There would be so many problems solved. It's it's so it's so true. I mean, like, and I wish people just wouldn't blindly follow the television because <laughs> there's just so much nonsense being fed, and people yeah. just run with it. Yeah. You know, on various topics that we don't have time to get into, but. I, that's, I think that derails a lot of dreams too. Just telling people you don't have opportunities because you're this color. You don't have opportunities because you're a female or because you're, yeah. you're in the gay community. It's, it's, it's all nonsense. It's like, we're all human beings, man. We all have a brain. We all ha- have a vision. We all want to be happy. Yeah. And, and there's, I mean, yeah, there are things going on in this country, but look at the border. There are people abandoning their families to get here. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, what does that tell you that's going on in other countries? I you know, it's like, we got to just step into all the good stuff that we have here and the opportunities that we have here and stop listening to the lying media trying to tell us that America is this god-awful place. Well, they tell us what, what people want to hear is that you're, you're not satisfied. Mm-hmm. That's okay. <laughs> you're miserable. That's okay. You're good. You're good. You're, you, you have hate on for somebody. You're good. You know, don't worry about changing. And so then people resonate because, again, it's their comfort zone is misery. And so they're just feeding it. And I talked to someone yesterday from Ukraine who told me a little bit about his growing up. And it's crazy. And then someone else I talked to from Nicaragua telling me about his, you know, growing up. And they came here. And, yeah, we got problems, but we can solve those problems if we We do it. It's our decision. Yes. And the media is just a reflection of what most people want to be told. And I don't watch it. I don't, you know, it, it gets, it sneaks in, like <laughs> it crawls, <laughs> crawling in through Facebook. Um, yeah. I went from, you know, 2000 connections. They're not my friends on Facebook to, I think I'm almost creeping back up to 700 mm. because I cut them out. I didn't yeah. I didn't want that noise because it's too easy to say, oh, we're in a you know quarantine, we're in corona times, there is no business to be had. Oh, I'm you know, this is all negative. There's no there's no answer. I'm gonna wait until there's a this, till till the government does something and then I'll be okay. No, yeah. it was put the blinders on and keep going. Yes. And, and help the people who need help along the way. Because yeah. You know, if we're fortunate enough to be able to keep going, you just keep grabbing them and bringing them along with you. It's and true. when someone tells me something and it doesn't sound right, I'll ask where they got it from. And if they tell me something and it sounds right, I'll ask them where they got it from. <laughs> because <laughs> if, it's, if it fits with my what I'm thinking, it might not necessarily still be accurate. Yeah. And if it doesn't fit, it might be accurate. So I want to know where it's coming from. True. You know, if it's coming from constant negative news, no. I, I'm I want to know where it came from. Show me show me the science. Show me the, the study. Show me the poll. Show me the yes. the expert, somebody, and then then I'll process it. And if it doesn't fit in my vision, I just put it on the shelf. Yep, exactly. All right, so we got about six minutes left. Let's talk talk about talk about your 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 juice plus plus business. I was on the site; looks pretty wild. So, what are you into with that? <laughs> well, it's funny about the site because um, it's got so much stuff on it. It's I, it's a franchise, mm-hmm. so 
you get the site with the business and then corporate runs it. So what I do with people, if they're interested, my, my whole, our mission, our passion, my purpose is to inspire healthy living, conscious giving and sustainable growing. That's my whole thing. It's yeah. done through, you know, a nutritional supplement. It's done through a vertical gardening system. And we have a philanthropic focus in our business. If someone wants to know, I always pull out the research tab and send it like they, because I'm very science based. Yes. If, you know, if someone's looking uh, for a way to improve their health, um, to prevent disease, to really give their body what it needs, then I can do that. Um, we just need food. That's it. People need to eat more plants. Um, I'm not an anti meat eating person. I'm not anti anything except hatred and bigotry. Um, <laughs> yep. You know, I people do what they're going to do, but we know that what we put into our body not only affects our body, it affects our mind. And that was my solution. So I share it. Um, I am totally and completely in love with my tower garden. On the other side of that wall, there is a is a tower, an aeroponic gardening system that's growing lettuce, kale, tomato, Swiss chard. Um, the arugula is to die for. And every day I just go in there and pick my own salad. So that's that's my business side. And then I also help people if they're looking for a way to do what I do and have fun making money and helping people. Um, I teach them how to do that. So that's that's the business piece. And the joy of it is I get to do this and meet super cool humans like you. Uh, so random. I mean, how random was that? <laughs> and there's there's so much good going on in the world. And so many people who um, provide solutions because, you know, I, I'm not going to get guns like yours, but... Um, <laughs> I could maybe I have that that lady lady layer of fat on my arms, but underneath to stay strong that you help people be their their best selves physically and the mental piece of it. Um, if we keep doing that, it's it can only get better. And I I really appreciate you giving me a, an opportunity to come here and and share. Um, you live long enough, you have lots of chapters to share. Um, yes, and more to write. Love it, love it. Yeah, I was on the site with the tower garden. That that looks that looks pretty wild. It That's is wild. I love. I was doing them mostly in schools around New York City, and then we came out with a, a version that fits nicely into an apartment or on a patio for indoor growing all year. So I've been doing that a lot for individuals, but always looking. Um, our company, if there's a boys and girls club with a rep. Um, a partner close by, they will donate one to the Boys and Girls Club, and then that partner helps grow that uh, with the with them. I've done nine towers on a community center up in Harlem. Uh, they feed their food pantry. Um, it's just it's super cool. I, I've run into kids who have never they think lettuce comes in a bag, and why bother eating it? <laughs> and and it's just to have lettuce that actually tastes like something is so cool. Um, but yeah, the tower is, is my baby, especially the day after Earth Day. Um, oh, yeah. The company came out with that and I had the opportunity to market it and share it. It became, um, I love our capsules. The, that's, the capsules are the easy way to get your nutrition. The tower is the fun way. Yeah. And to, to go from seed to table in six weeks, eight weeks is super cool. Wow. That's awesome. Yeah. Love it. Love it. All right, so give us some final words here. Final words. Dream big, expect success. Expectations lead to action. Action leads to, you know, magic. That's what I got. And thank you for having me here. My pleasure. See, and I, and I love that because you didn't hesitate. You were like, boom, right there with it. See, like, yeah. that's that's how you know that you 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 practice that. You know, yeah. you, you mean you practice what you preach. Yeah, dream, dream as big as you can, and your expectations will get you there. And yes. and there are lots of people out there like you who are just doing magic and making things happen. And I'm I'm just glad to be part of that um, that whole scene of showing people that there's hope. We can all achieve what it is that we want to achieve if we have the the wish and put it down on paper like you help people do and make a plan and then go find the people who can help you get there. 
Yes, love it. And um, and again, you know, thank you for taking time out of your day to do this and just to let people know how we met. Like we like we met through a networking event, through a mutual friend. Yeah. So and it's the same friend that I, I shared this with before, because I had met this woman Carlika and this woman Sherry. And uh I ended up doing one one of Sherry's programs. Carlika was on my show. She introduced me to someone else who connected me with I think seven other people, I want to yeah. say, all from that one networking event that, to be quite honest, I didn't want to go to. <laughs> because I don't want to go to any of them. <laughs> I don't want to go to anything because it's scary sometimes. But you know what? The fun is in the follow-up. So you yeah. go, you listen, you meet somebody, and you follow up, and you find the people you want to travel with. Yeah. And go off on the journey. But yeah, that was totally random. I've not been back to that group. <laughs> I don't, uh, it wasn't because I didn't like it. It's just I don't I just lost touch with it. I don't know when it is or if it is still. Well, Allison's on the move now. So okay. I, I think right now she's on the road heading back because she, she was actually in, in my gym on Wednesday. I didn't even realize she was back. She was back in town. Because last I knew, she went to New York, then she went to Maryland, then she went to Florida. She was on some island somewhere. I yeah, think. she's kind yeah. of a, she's kind of like a nomad now. So yeah. she's just, she just ro- cool. roaming around. That's but, cool. But, you know, when you have a business that you can do from anywhere, you can do that. Like, I was in North Carolina last week, and I still did I still did my shows. I did my coaching calls. Mm-hmm. You know, I just did it from the mountains. <laughs> well, my, my goal, my desire, because I had a job that was – um, it was a good job. If you like being a bureaucrat, it wasn't what I want. It wasn't the life I wanted. I, I got kind of pushed into it. Mm. I wanted time flexibility, location independence. Um, I didn't want to be a boss. I didn't want to have a boss. I needed something that was mission driven, purposeful. And it came to me now, maybe 10 years ago or 15 years ago, it would have come to me and I would have not seen it. But it came and I saw it and I took a look and I'm like, what do I have to do? And they said, you just talk to people. What was my first response? I know. And then I'm like, oh, scares me. I'm going. Mm. Will you teach me how to do this? And the answer was yes. And that it's been 14 years. And I have not I've I've enjoyed not every minute, but every day of of doing this. Um, And it's important. We make a difference. Yeah, see, and you hit the nail on the head about doing what you want to do. So, like, my former business coach was just talking about having a team and having so many employees and making all these millions and everything else. And I was like, that doesn't appeal to me. (laughs) Like, it it, it just doesn't. It's like, I want to be fully in control of what I do. Fully in control. Like, there's 16-year-old kids with million-dollar YouTube channels. (laughs) <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like no, really no, no skill, no education yet, but they just get on YouTube. Some of them give, give decent content, but like the ones that my kids watch, they watch other people play video games. Now this, this dude is making like $3 million a year, just playing video games on YouTube. Don't tell you know? my grandson. Cause that's what he wants to do. <laughs> and he also he also wants to be a lawyer and he also wants to make a lot of money. I like money. I love to spend it. I love to give it away. Yeah. But I want to I want to make it my way. Yes. And yeah. I don't exactly. want someone else deciding how much I get. Yep. That's exactly. that's get paid our value. You you put value on the table, you get paid. Um it's important to to not dismiss that. But yeah, I knew exactly the life I wanted. The funny part was I was 59 years old and they said when one of my my mentors said, you know, this is really an opportunity for personal and professional growth. And I said, oh, I'm 59. I'm fully formed. Just tell me what to do. <laughs> I'm fully oh, my God. oh, my God, was I wrong? <laughs> I have grown so much and learned so much by virtue of meeting different people and having to step up and be responsible for helping someone else be successful. Yes. Is it, that's a responsibility. And so that grows you and just becoming healthier because I had to be, I had to be what I'm selling. You can't, 
you can't sell something you don't believe in. You can't yes. be out there saying, oh, uh, you know, do this. <laughs> I yeah. don't. You do it. You know, too late yeah. for me. Um, so that has helped as well. And um, and just being part of something that's bigger and being a, a, a true citizen of the world because we are. And and that's important. So it's it's been quite a journey to be continued. Yes, always, always to be continued. Yeah. Yes. So final words for me is just exactly as Shelly said, you know, find what you love, feel it, see it, go get it, you know, step into your greatness because you you have greatness. So and I tell people when when I go on these little mo monologues, I'm talking to that person that has the entrepreneur spirit inside of them, but they're trapped in corporate America. You know, like that's the one that this message is for. Or if there's someone that like you have it and you just don't know how to hone the skills, this message is for you. And you just, if it's something that you could do on your own, like if you want to become a speaker, start speaking. <laughs> it's that simple. Just start speaking. If you want to become a writer, start writing. You want to start a podcast, take out, take out your camera phone, just start right here and just videotape yourself. If you have something that you can sell, start selling it. Like, like you don't need anything else. Just start. You can sell on Facebook Marketplace. It's free. <laughs> you know, it's free. Right. right? So just get started. Then when you're ready to go into something bigger, get a mentor. I had a mentor. You had a mentor, right? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. absolutely. And the 70-plus and the other people I've had on this show have all had mentors at some point. So find someone that's doing what you want to accomplish and let them help you. Let them guide you so you can find the true power that you desire. Shelly, thank you very much for being here. Thank you. So all much. Right. I appreciate yeah. you. My pleasure. appreciate you being here. You have yourself a great day. You too. All right. Bye. There we go. Boom. All right. So that was Shelly dropping some knowledge and experience on us. I want to see her, her sites again. Here's the first one. ShellySimpson.JuicePlus.com. That's S-H-E-L-L-E-Y Simpson, the way it sounds, .JuicePlus.com. And the other one, it just sub out the Juice Plus for .TowerGarden.com. All right, so you can check her out there. That is all we have for you today on episode 79. We'll be back on Sunday with George for episode number 80. So as you guys know, you got mountains in your life. Everybody has them. You can't change the mountain, but you can change your ability to climb it. All right, so keep working on yourself and focus in on what it is you want to do. And damn it, just go do it. All right. Enjoy your weekend. You've been listening to Shut Up and Grind. We hope you've gotten some useful and practical information from this show. Robert has over 20 years experience pouring his knowledge and expertise at many events in the service and fitness industry, as well as secondary schools and universities. He has a true passion for helping others break through the barriers that are holding them back. To book Robert B. Foster to speak or to reach out, go to robertbfoster.com slash speaks on Instagram at Robert underscore B underscore Foster on Twitter at RBF underscore fitness and on Facebook at Robert B. Foster. Till next time, shut up and grind.